the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russia enters into a new phase of war with Ukraine. So we're into the next phase of this operation, which I think is a little bit more dangerous. A new poll shows a major shift in favor of Republicans for the upcoming midterm elections. Now, shift in the Republican direction among men of 20 points here. Scotty Scheffler wins the 2022 Masters. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Monday, April 11th. I'm Mike Scott. It's a new phase in the war in Ukraine. A missile hit a train station in eastern Ukraine where thousands had gathered Friday, killing at least 52, wounding dozens more in an attack on a crowd of mostly women and children trying to flee the war. Former Ukrainian President Viktor Yushchenko, speaking through an interpreter, reacted to the attack. The, the tragedy of Kramatorsk that took place today. Well, literally in one second, uh, you know, many kids, many women were killed. I think this illustrates the essence and the goal of this war a lot. Uh, um, Putin conducts the anti-human war. It's an anti-human. And his army is the same way. It's anti-human. Putin wishes death upon us. Meantime, Russia's newly appointed battlefield commander in Ukraine is General Alexander Dvornikov, who is known for destroying whole cities in Syria while dropping barrel bombs that targeted civilians during that country's civil war. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says a change in Russian military leadership in Ukraine is an indication, she believes, of what's to come. Putting a general in charge who is responsible for the brutality and the atrocities we saw in Syria shows that there's going to be a continuation of what we've already seen on the ground in Ukraine, and that's what we are expecting. Saki says the U.S. is reviewing daily requests from Ukraine and getting Ukrainian forces equipment they can use. If we can't meet what they need, we're working with our allies and partners as we did with the S-300 and the backfilling of that with a Patriot battery this week. We're going to continue to do that so we can equip them on the battlefield and continue the success we've seen. However, while the press secretary says that the Biden administration is doing all they can to assist Ukraine, the Ukrainian president is not so sure. President Volodymyr Zelensky joined 60 Minutes and, through an interpreter, says that he believes in Ukraine's ability to fight Russia. But he's unsure that his country will get the help they need. 
We think this will be a new wave of this war. We don't know how much Russian weaponry there will be, but we understand there'll be many times more than there is now. All depends on how fast we will be helped by the United States. To be honest, whether we will be able to survive depends on this. I have 100% confidence in our people and in our armed forces, but unfortunately I don't have the confidence that we will be receiving everything we need. Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg joined Fox News to discuss his thoughts on the new phase of the Russia-Ukraine war. They have suffered a massive defeat up near Kiev. I mean, and people need to realize those were his frontline units. Those were his VDV, his airborne units, his special tank units all went in there, his Spetsnaz, special operation. They just got mauled uh, and took significant casualties. As Peskov, the spokesman for the Kremlin, even said that. So they've had to re-move those forces probably to the east. They said, okay, we're going on to Plan C. So it makes sense to do that. The question now is, how are the Ukrainians going to respond to that? Because the way the Ukrainians are talking especially President Zelensky, he's not going to give an inch. He's not going to give this up without a, a huge fight. So we're into the next phase of this operation, which I think is a little bit more dangerous, and it's going to be more conventional that we're used to seeing out of the Russians. Kellogg says that the war is going to get more deadly because of the new Russian general. Here's one of the big tells. The Russians just replaced the senior Russian commander with a general named Dvornikov. Dvornikov was the first Russian commander into Syria. The reason that's important is to watch how the Syria battle evolved with fighting in the cities, uh, how they used artillery, how they used offensive maneuver. That's, I think, what you're going to see here, because that's what Dvornikov, who's coming out of the southern, southern area, is used to. Now, the Ukrainians need to counter that, and I think they need to counter it by fighting very smartly. And what I mean by that, attacking and counterattacking in the correct places. They can't mass on that entire area. They don't have the troops to do it. So the Ukrainians are going to have to pick their fight very carefully. If I was going to pick it, I'd pick it in the south. I would say, let's go and cut off Crimea. Then you force the Russians to react to you. Kellogg goes on to say what America can do to help win the next phase of the war. But we need to go and escalate our own way of fighting and bring them more equipment. We need to bring them more offensive materials, and we need to give them things like intelligence support that can read this battlefield and help them do the fight. The lieutenant general also says that Ukrainians need to be ready to change their tactics moving into this next phase. When it goes to a conventional fight, it changes. This dynamic has now changed. We've gone from basically a city fight around Kiev and Kharkiv and places like that. We're now going to a much more open warfare. So they have to think like that and they have to adapt to it. There's more turmoil reported in Israel. Palestinians set fire to a West Bank shrine revered by Jews as Israeli forces operated in the territory following a spate of recent Palestinian attacks in Israel. Mass men shoot guns into the air as they carry the body of a Palestinian militant who was killed by the Israeli army for the deadly shooting in Tel Aviv Thursday to a cemetery in the West Bank. The developments come as tensions between Israelis and Palestinians have escalated during the Muslim holiday month of Ramadan, which this year converges with major Jewish and Christian holidays. Protests and tensions around the holiday last year boiled over into the 11-day Gaza War. French polling agencies 
show President Emmanuel Macron and far-right rival Marine Le Pen leading in the first round of France's presidential election. The two will advance to a presidential runoff on April 24. Le Pen thanked voters for sending her into that runoff, but several other defeated French candidates urged supporters not to vote for Le Pen, saying it would throw France into chaos. Hunter Biden's access to financial opportunities also came with expectations, including kicking back as much as 50% of his earnings to his father, according to a report in the New York Post. One text message retrieved from Hunter Biden's laptop says, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Pop is believed to be President Joe Biden. Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas tells the Salem Radio Network that President Biden has traded on his name and abused privilege for decades. He says he believes any investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealings will show that he has been corrupt. Republican Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson have revealed financial records showing how an arm of the Chinese government transferred $100,000 to Hunter Biden. Cotton says that Hunter Biden has been involved in some corrupt deals. Obviously, Hunter Biden is a very troubled man who is engaged in extremely shady business dealings for decades, trading on his family's name, frankly, like his uncle, Joe Biden's brother, uh, James Biden, as well. Cotton says he feels the investigation of Hunter Biden will produce results. I don't have particular knowledge of the investigation inside of the Department of Justice, but I would not be surprised at all if Hunter Biden is indicted. Cotton goes on to say that President Biden and his family have long made use of his name and position to benefit them. Joe Biden and James Biden, really the entire Biden family, has traded on Joe Biden's position in public office for as long as he's been in public office. Once when he was a senator, again when he was vice president, what makes you think that pattern going back decades would change while he is now the president of the United States? The Arkansas senator says the media is protecting the Biden family from public scrutiny. It's the actions of the liberal media and big tech in suppressing these stories in the final days of the 2020 campaign, acting as a phalanx of bodyguards uh, for Joe Biden to make sure that this story did not get out to normal Americans. A new poll by NBC shows a major shift in congressional preference since 2018's midterm elections, now in favor of Republicans. MSNBC's Steve Kornacki breaks down the shift. Take a look at the average of our NBC polling on the generic congressional ballot question. Do you want the Democrats? Do you want the Republicans in 2022? Now, the atmosphere overall, obviously, much more Republican-friendly so far. But look at the shifts here. It's a pronounced shift among men from Democrats by two in 2018 to in our polling so far this year, Republicans by an 18-point margin, a shift in the Republican direction among men of 20 points here. Kornacki says that while men seem to prefer Republicans, 
It's college-educated women who may hold the future of Democrats in their hands. Among men is where you see the double-digit movement toward the Republicans. More pronounced men with a college degree. That's a group that swung hard toward the Democrats in the 18 midterms, dramatically in our polling now moving towards Republicans. That's a huge shift right there. Something else that jumps out, just look at this. Remember, 18, an incredibly friendly environment for Democrats. Women with degrees, heavily Democratic then, in a more Republican-friendly environment overall. Women with degrees have actually gotten more Democratic. So this group is really becoming, women with a college degree, really becoming core to the Democratic Party and its chances. Meanwhile, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told Fox News Sunday he's hoping for a big Republican win in the midterms. McConnell says if Republicans retake the House in the midterms, they will make sure the president lives up to his campaign promises in the Senate. Biden ran as a moderate. If I'm the majority leader in the Senate and Kevin McCarthy's the Speaker of the House, we'll make sure Joe Biden is a moderate. McConnell goes on to say the Biden administration wants other nations to produce more oil, but not the U.S., which he thinks is ridiculous. The administration needs to take the shackles off of domestic production. We can meet our own needs and we can export and help the Europeans as they wean themselves away from Russian oil and gas. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the chief White House medical advisor and director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, appeared to pivot Sunday on how the U.S. should approach the COVID-19 pandemic. There will be a level of infection. This is not going to be eradicated and it's not going to be eliminated. Mm. And what's going to happen is that we're going to see that each individual is going to have to make their calculation of the amount of risk that they want to take in going to indoor dinners and going to functions. Fauci says despite individuals determining risk, no one should be downplaying getting infected. The average U.S. price of a gallon of regular grade gasoline dropped 10 cents over the past two weeks to $4.27 per gallon as oil prices continue to yo-yo on the market. That according to industry analyst Troby Lundberg. The price at the pump was $1.32 above what it was one year ago, according to the Lundberg survey. Nationwide, the highest average price for regular grade gas was in L.A., five eighty five a gallon, the lowest in Tulsa, Oklahoma, three fifty two a gallon. According to the survey, the average price of diesel was five thirteen a gallon, down ten cents over two weeks. Fuel price analyst Troby Lumberg says there's a difference of more than a buck a gallon between the cities with the lowest and highest prices. In this sample on April eighth, Tulsa had the low average at three fifty two. And Los Angeles had the high at 585. Lumberg also says a drop in the price of crude is the main reason for a drop in the price at the pump, but also demand for gas is down slightly. Demand is very weak because of these high prices that we have had, and in the second half of March was below demand for the first half of March, which is very strange for March uh, when spring demand is supposed to be kicking in. Going forward, Lumberg says the price of crude oil is hard to predict. It will determine the cost of gas, but it's possible that pump prices could continue 
to drop. If oil prices stay at this lower ebb longer than usual of late, and if prices are high enough so that our gasoline demand continues to be weaker than normal for this time of year, then we may have more than a few more cents coming. We may have sustained gasoline price cuts. And finally, Scotty Scheffler has won the 2022 Masters, grabbing the green jacket. He received a record $2.7 million payout due to his 10-under par 278 to win his first career major on Sunday. Scheffler outshines them all at Augusta. Meantime, Tiger Woods, who finished 6-over-78 on Sunday, said that for not winning an event, it was a good achievement for his career. Even like three weeks ago, I didn't know if I was going to play this event. Uh, it, I, I have, as I said, I have a lot of work to do. Um, the, the, the endurance in the leg wasn't very good. Uh, I, I can start out. I mean, it's sore as hell when I start out. Once it gets warmed up, it's, it's good. I can be able to hit good shots, and then the endurance goes and... I hit some pretty ugly ones. Woods did say going forward, he'll only play in major events. As I alluded to in a number of press conferences, I, I, I won't be playing a full schedule ever again. And so um, it'll be just the big events. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.